Welcome to the Born Unbreakable Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. From lost trauma, disappointments, and devastation to healing hope and betterment, what has grounded me is my unbreakable spirit. We all have that spirit within us. Every week, I'm here to inspire you with stories of perseverance and growth. My mission is to help you crush self-limiting beliefs and to be unapologetically you. You are your only limit, so take action today. Let your unbreakable ride begin now. This episode is brought to you by Brossery. More than just bra straps, the accessory I love. With styles from dainty to daring, you will too. Click the link in the description or go to brossery.com and use promo code BUSHIP to get free shipping on your order today. Welcome everyone to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I've been waiting for this day to interview my friend all the way from Australia, Luke Mindpower, who I've followed for quite a while now and have been so inspired by him. Luke is a motivational life coach. He's an entrepreneur. He's the host of the Luke Mindpower podcast. He's the leader of this incredible group called Dream Chasers, which I'll let him talk a little bit more about. And he coaches on a lot of things, but what I'm so impressed by is he coaches on things that are at the heart of what so many of us need, which is self-esteem, personal transformation, self-awareness, and self-love. Um, and I have to say, one of the most entertaining things, Luke, that I found in following you on all the different platforms um, is your sweet dance moves on TikTok. So Luke has over 151,000 followers on TikTok, over 2 million likes. So not only are you motivated by Luke, but you get energized by him just by watching his his dancing and his messages. So you get a little bit of bonus, I think, <laughs> by by uh, just being in the presence of him on social media. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Des. It's, it's a really a blessing and an honor to be here with you and just to share this space and, and kind of connect and, um, and also reflect. I always take these opportunities to go, wow, you know, how far have I come? Who am I? <laughs> Who was I 12 months ago? Um, right. and, and this is the beautiful part of personal development, personal growth, of, of conscious awakening, of continuous, um, you know, elevation uh, in your life. Because, um, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. That's what Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I couldn't agree yeah. with you more. You know, uh, one of the things I, I just admire about you from the first time that you and I have had a conversation and we've been fortunate enough to have a few now is just your personal story of what led you into the space of transformation, your own journey into self-love and development. So I would love for you to share what that was like for you. What, how did you, how did you start? What was life like? What was Luke's life like before you delved into this space? Uh, Luke, that version, still, still love the guy. He's still amazing. Um, but he was doing his best at the time. And he was just very afraid. 
He was, he was, he was very afraid. He was very insecure. Um, he doubted himself a lot. Uh, he never really understood anything to do with self-esteem or self-confidence or self-love or, you know, having a relationship with yourself, um, knowing that, you know, you are good enough. You, you, you define you. The world doesn't define you. Um, people who tell you that you may not be good enough or girlfriends that reject you, for example, which definitely played a big part, relationships uh, that you go through that don't fall the way that you expect them to. And so therefore you come up with this reasoning as to thinking that you ain't good enough. You, you know, the reason why they're not working is because you, you're never going to meet the right person. You just, it's not meant for you. You're not, you're not, um, I think that that belief of, um, I guess, not feeling worthy, you know, uh, mm. we, we, we get so influenced by our friends and family and people around us that if your life is not going in the direction of, of those influences, then you completely feel different, odd, and the black sheep, and you feel insecure you 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 kind of take on that belief that well if my life isn't working like that like theirs are then there's something wrong with me so mm -hmm. I took on that belief and for many years you know I was still fighting and that also made me settle in relationships that I really didn't want to be in but because I didn't want to be alone I just said yeah okay well, at least I've got a girlfriend <laughs> right yeah. So I think a lot of people do that because they, they don't believe that they can get better. So they just settle for second best or third best, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, you know, now with who I am, uh, with who I've chosen to become, right? Because you can become whoever you want to become. You can transform your life. You can be someone completely different in a couple of years' time if you choose to be. Um, but to be this person who speaks and inspires and just projects so much positivity and love and, and good energy, uh, I've had to fight an internal battle. I'm still fighting, you know, the the... The pain, the insecurity, the the not feeling good enough, the 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 imposter syndrome, the negative thoughts, the shit that's in my head because of what I've what I've been through when I was a kid and growing up, it still lingers and and it hurts. Mm -hmm. Like I was just on Clubhouse, and I haven't spoken in a room with more than fifty people yet. I know I'm going to fucking kill it. Right, but I've been so Absolutely. focused on my projects, my coaching, um, all the work that I do on social media, that I haven't had a chance to actually, you know, invest more time into Clubhouse. But as I was sitting in this room, one of my friends was speaking, and 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 at the same time, he was messaging on WhatsApp and saying, "Jump on, just push in, just open the mic, and just say, hey, 'Hey, I'm Luca,' whatever." And so I was so close to doing that. At the same time, I'm communicating with potential clients on, on the internet. 
I'm watching WhatsApp, I'm listening to to to, to Clubhouse, and I'm messaging Des to see if this podcast is still going to be on. <laughs> right? So I'm under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm under pressure. But the point I'm trying to make is that this uh, there was this this moment where I was feeling this anxiousness because I was like, you know, I could possibly jump in here and speak in front of 50 or 70 people. Mm-hmm. And my heart rate was increasing and I was like, shit, you know. And at this moment, what I realized was like, yes, it's true. And my friend taught me this as well. Chris Simons, every level is a new devil. Like every single next level, next step for you to grow into or to do or the thing that you need to do that you haven't done yet, that mm-hmm. you haven't experienced yet, even though I know you can use your imagination, I know you can go there in your mind and believe that it's actually real, right? But just using this, for example, Clubhouse, right? I've been on podcasts. I've been on Instagram Lives, on Facebook Lives, on TikTok Lives, on doing all my social media content. I fucking kill it, right? And then comes a new platform like Clubhouse, and all of a sudden you feel like you can't do it or you get scared, right? It's crazy. It's just like... It's crazy. And and Clubhouse, you don't have video. I know. It's even easier. You're not looking at anybody. And so Different. you just get intimidated by the fact that you have an experience. You get intimidated by there's 50 or 100 people or there's other people speaking so well and you think that you can't do it. It's all bullshit. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that what I realized is that every single time you have to break through to that new level, there's a younger part of you that's afraid. Mm-hmm. That inner child, that that hurt kid, that insecurity, that lack of self-confidence and lack of self-esteem, that's what came up for me just then when I was sitting there about to speak on Clubhouse, which I didn't get the, t- the chance to speak, and that's fine. I'll make it happen. But mm-hmm. but I realized that, wow, that's that there's that's little Luke saying, I'm, I'm scared. I'm afraid, you know. And so consciously, you have to push through that fear. You have to push through that barrier so that you can so that you can have your own back and show up for your younger self and say, hey, it's okay. I got you, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> right? And it's that limiting belief as well. Um, but that was just a, a perspective that I was using that I was connecting with that made sense for me. Um, but it's been a journey. And, uh, you know, it's really about showing up and, and, and loving yourself enough to do what's right for you, not feel guilty for making the right decisions for yourself. Um, and, oh, looks like we lost Des. There you are. <laughs> are, you, um, are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. That's all right. What happened? Oh my gosh. No, I think, I think you were just, it was just so intense what you were saying that it just, you know, (laughs) the the force field couldn't handle all that power. Um, It was too much. much. Let me make sure that this thing is a recording, right? So when you were talking, one of the things that I started thinking about was you talked about fear and how there's a devil at every level. And I'm curious, because you talked about that inner child. What was one of those moments for you when you think back to your childhood and some of the traumas that you experienced where you had a turning point 
where you were able to get past a level to get to the next one by overcoming fear that you had? It started, I think, in terms of the last three years, and I'm trying to think back before that even, like what were the parts? I mean, yeah, there was, you know, a, a, a place in time where, where I was 24 or 25 years old and uh, I was unemployed, didn't have a job, and my sister reached out to me. She's like, hey, Luke, I got this application for you if you want. Um, check it out. And it was to become a trainee with a government department, um, just customer service. And I hadn't had a job for like six months. And then I had to go apply for this interview. So I did this job for like 12 months. And then I would watch these driving testers in the office, like take out these applicants and take people for driving tests. And I'd be like, I'd never do that job. Like, I, would, I can't do, like, I can't, I don't understand how they would, um, how they can actually fail people, like how they, I would be so afraid to like, give people the result and tell them that they failed the driving test. Um, because like, what if people get angry, like people are going to be like, Oh, no, you know, I think that's <laughs> bullshit. You're, you're lying, I, I should have passed whatever. So I, I witnessed that for like 12 months. And then the moment that I was eligible to, to apply for other positions because I was only making like $24,000 a year. So I was like $400 a week or something like that, which was mm -hmm. crap, but, but it was just part of the process and I, I needed a job. So, um, so then what I was doing was I was applying for every single position that was available, like on the jobs board within the, the government department. Mm -hmm. And I applied for one. I, I wasn't successful. I applied for another one. I wasn't successful. And I just kept going because I was like, I need to get out of here. I'm, I'm, I can't do this job anymore. I can't get paid. This is shit. And, and so then the next job that came up was a driver testing job. And I was like, shit, I guess I'm just going to apply for it. I don't know. if <laughs> It's funny. I, I applied for something that I said I wasn't going to do. And I went for the interview and... And I was afraid, like, I didn't really know what I was doing, but it more so there was an angel that was one of the um, interviewers that, and that's why I say this, this is part of like, for example, my coaching as well. Sometimes you need to be around someone or have someone in your proximity that believes in you when you don't believe in yourself. And this woman believed in me. She saw potential in me to be this driver tester, but I didn't believe it. And I didn't think that I could do it, but I still showed up and just presented myself and shared what I know and my experience as a customer service representative. Um, and over the next eight years, this woman was in my life to just support me. Um, I went through a experience of you know nearly getting married and investing so much time and energy into a relationship which turned into uh being uh you know long distance but then we decided yep let's get married and one week before the wedding you know she felt that it wasn't right and she cancelled the wedding um that was one of the hardest things for me to go through in my life and this woman 
had my back the whole time. You know, she, she even though I wasn't at work, I was because I, I couldn't sleep. I was so stressed that I couldn't communicate with this person, with the person I loved. And and so this person, this this manager at work, she had my back. But in terms of what you said, you know, fear, was there something that you had to overcome? And I was like, well, just even just like I want people to relate to this because it's so something so simple as applying for a job. Mm-hmm. Like that is the most easiest thing that most people can be so afraid of is to do a job interview. Yeah. Right. But it was the process of me eventuating to who I am right today, applying for a job, going to a job interview, you know, getting that job like that took me, it brought me here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that. I mean, there's there's moments more so now because I never was conscious. I never was uh, as self-aware as I am right now in terms of understanding fear, um, getting out of your comfort zone, all that shit. I didn't know what that was about fucking 10 years ago. If you talk to me about get out of your comfort zone, do something that you're afraid of, all that shit. I didn't know nothing about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yeah. So, well- yeah, there's... What what got you there? What how did you get to the place where you started to get out of your comfort zone and what did that look like for you if that was so difficult, you know, looking back 10 years ago? It it would have started uh when my grandmother died in 2018. February. Yeah, my my dad's mum and I went to Poland. I went to the funeral with him and at the time, I was still addicted to coke, uh, and yeah, just very unconscious. I was very driven, motivated, and you know, I had dreams. I had like ambition, mm-hmm. but I didn't have purpose. I didn't have passion. I just had drive. You know, I was working as a driver tester, and I was driving as a hire car driver, so a chauffeur driver. So I was doing two jobs, and I was making like you know, nearly 2000 or a little bit over $2,000 a week. So I wasn't making bad money. Plus I was selling the drugs as well. So that was like, but that I wasn't making money from the drugs. That was just for, for me so I could use shit like for free. <laughs> <laughs> it was your own, your own self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, because the, the money I was making off it, I was spending it on myself, which was, you know, snorting the coke. And, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not afraid to to speak that truth, you know, because... Again, like I said, that Luke, that version of Luke was was doing his best at the time. But all he was doing was just hiding himself and he was afraid and he was empowering himself to feel the way that he really wanted to feel in reality. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be he wanted to feel confident. He wanted to have self-esteem. He wanted to love himself. He wanted to feel enough. But the only way that he could feel enough was to snort cocaine and to drink. You know, because that would empower him. Mm-hmm. So then your grandma passes away and you're still in that space with drugs fueling you. What changed after that? Yeah, I I got to see my dad is a very, um, he has a specific love language that's a bit um, unusual. Maybe there's people out there that are like, yeah, my dad's like that too. He's got no emotion. Try to hug him, he pushes you away. Mm. Um, But watching him leave the church and seeing him cry, for about three seconds um, after his mother was being carried out. That kind of touched my heart. And then I remember a conversation with my cousin who was like, she would tell me, 
um, don't drink and don't do out, don't do drugs. And I remember that conversation quite well. So I, I have come to a, uh, I've come to a conclusion that when I came back to Australia, that, you know, I kind of feel like she came with me and she came and woke me up and she came and she just said, Luke, it's time for you to wake up, man. Like you're better than this. This is not who you are. You know, you can do more. So basically from that point on, uh, my next decision was to move to Poland. So again, everything that I did didn't eventuate to who I was becoming. But anyone who's listening right now, wherever you are in your life, it's all about action. It's about movement. It's about changing. Because if you want a different life, but you ain't willing to take action, make decisions and change, then fuck all is going to happen. You can completely just sit and complain and whinge and, you know, be your own worst enemy and, and find excuses and reasons as to why you can't have the life that you want to have. Or you can just make decisions because in making those decisions, whether they're right or wrong, you're going to learn from them. And, and the fact that you're moving is going to take you eventually to the place where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I said I'm going to move to Poland. Where the fuck am I now? I'm in Newcastle with my parents three years later. I mm-hmm. never moved to Poland. But, <laughs> but the point of it is, is that it made me think. So after I made that decision, I was like, well, okay, if I'm going to live there, what am I going to do as a job? I can't just go there. It's pretty hard to get a good job over there. You're not just going to make good money. So how are you going to survive? So the next it's, and then it became a process of elimination. So it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to move there, what do I want, what do I want to do? Okay, let's open a business. Well, what kind of business do you want to have? What are you good at? Right? So then you start mm-hmm. digging deeper and you're like, well, what am I good at? Because that's what I said. I said, if you're going to do something, you want to do something that you love. Yep. So I only had two things. <laughs> I said one of them is rapping. <laughs> and the other one is going to the gym because I went. I always went to the gym. Uh-huh. So... I made a decision. I was like, okay, well, you're not a rapper, so let's open a gym. So then I started being motivated to listen to Bedros Koulian, and uh, he has a franchise called Fit Body Bootcamp, and I was on YouTube listening to him and and learning from him about how to open a gym and, and entrepreneurship and all that kind of stuff. And then I was driving around Sydney going to all these gyms and uh, checking out franchises and seeing if these franchises are in Europe. And so I was on a mission to make this a reality. I rang my brother-in-law and my cousin. I said, guys, I want to move to Poland, open this franchise. If you save a hundred thousand, I'll save a hundred thousand. We can all chip in and make this come true. Right. And then I got to the pinnacle moment of awakening when I realized that if I wanted to be a fitness instructor or a coach or someone who's in charge, uh, you need to communicate, you need to delegate, you need to facilitate, you're going to have to speak in front of large groups of people, you're going to have to, sh- you know, share your knowledge and training and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, well, fuck, I can't do that. I'm, I'm afraid of speaking. Like public speaking is my biggest fear, which it is for many people. Mm-hmm. So that is what I mean when 
even if you're making the wrong fucking decision, just make a decision because eventually you'll get to the point where you'll realize what it is that you're supposed to be doing uh, and where it is that you're supposed to be going, even if you make the wrong decision, right? Yeah. Um, and so as soon as I realized that I had to master my speaking, uh, Mind Valley ads started coming on freaking YouTube. So then I found Mind Valley and I signed up to a program. Then I signed up to a fitness coaching program. Like I was on a, I was hunting and I was on a mission to just continue to say yes, 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 yes. And then a speak and inspire course came up from Mind Valley with Lisa Nichols, and I was like, oh wow, speaking course, okay. So after I'd invested into these two programs already, I was like, man, I don't know if I can afford this. This is going to be too much. I said, if this is more than 500 bucks, I can't do it. And I got to the end of the webinar and it was $399. And I was like, fuck. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Just shy of that 500. Yeah. And so I, I signed up to it and I was like adamant that I was going to do these three programs, these three courses, like um, no problems. And one week in, I'd canceled the first Mind Valley program that I started. I had to stop doing the fitness program that I'd started. And my full focus was on speak and inspire on the program about speaking. Wow. Because I just, I felt so connected with this uh, course. And I just felt like I was like, wow, this is it. Like, this is what I need. This is who I am. And and then that was basically the birth of Luke Mind Power. Wow. What a journey. So you had this vision of ending up in Poland and encouraging family members to go down that road with you. And on the journey, it just took you in a different direction. And here you are today. That's the truth, man. I'm telling you, like, I'm not like, I'm just on Twitter right now because I wanted to um, show you this is the, the gym that I was going to open in Poland. It's called Red Fit Pump. Uh-huh. And um, I full had it set up. I was like, this is the dream. I'm doing this. Like, you know, 2018 joined September. And I was just like, I'm going to make it happen. And, um, yeah. So it's almost three years later because it's not. Yeah. That too long ago. I mean, it seems like ancient times when we think about the pandemic and what that's felt like. But you now coach today. There's over 600 people in your Dream Chasers group. So you totally took this pivot in speaking full on and coaching full on. So what? Tell tell us more about Dream Chasers. What was the what was the catalyst for starting that? The catalyst for starting that was my speaking uh, program that I started just as I finished the last conversation. The reason why I started the Dream Chasers was because of the impact and inspiration that I experienced during this 33-day speaking course on and inside a Facebook group. Like, I, I just the the motivation the awakening the support the encouragement that i felt like through that process of 
connecting with these people that I'd never met before in my life. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, if you are making excuses as to why you can't be a new version of yourself or whatever, then you're ignorant. Like, ignorance is bliss. But the amount of, we are living in an age of abundance of information out there. And we have this amazing thing called the internet. And if it wasn't for the internet, I would still be the same person as I was five years ago. Right. And, and that Facebook group literally woke me up because I connected with so many people who I'd never met before, but who were just so positive, encouraging, loving, supporting. And that's why I believe man, proximity is power. Who's in your inner circle? Who's in your ear? Who's building you up? Are there people pissing on your fire or are they throwing logs on it? Mm-hmm. Which one? Um, and that's where you have to build a relentless mindset to not be afraid to speak your truth, right? Not feel guilty for doing what's right for you, setting really healthy boundaries and knowing when to say no and protecting your peace and protecting your energy because the more you become uh, strong enough and confident enough to be able to do that, man, you start living your dreams because wow. you start loving yourself enough to do exactly what you need to do to fulfill your prophecy on this fucking journey of life that you have here. This is one life that you get and we're wasting it because of the experiences of what we've been through in the past that have made us so unconscious and we've been indoctrinated with these you know, generational beliefs that have come from 100 years ago, 200 years ago, lifestyles of how we should be living, how people were living 200, 300 years ago. And we're not adapting. We're still Mm -hmm. trying to repeat cycles. It's a cyclical effect of trauma, of low vibration living, of, you know, the the energy is is like closed-minded, Right. Like uh, this is like this is about like, for example, um, I know I'm digressing, but, uh, you know, that's the reason why I evolved. And that's why I started Dream Chasers, because of uh, that Facebook group, that community, because I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to emulate this and I'm going to start my own community so people can feel heard, understood, inspired, motivated and surround themselves with a pack of lions that are on the same mission because together we're powerful. Um, and yeah, I know I was about to say something, but I forgot. I love that. Well, okay. So you probably get approached by people who have gone through similar things as you trauma and healing being a major part of that, you know, people who are well-intentioned, right. Want to, to heal and get to the next level. Um, but are struggling, what do you tell the person who is on that cusp that gets pulled back into the, their into that trauma, into their past? This happened to me. This is who I am. This is holding me back. What does it take to get somebody from that old story to the place that you're talking about where they can be a new version of themselves? If you're not speaking it, you're storing it, and that shit gets heavy. And you're storing it. Oof. That's good. This is the shit that, unfortunately, we we hold on to a lot of baggage, right? And 
some people meditate some people some people offer it up as prayer some people reach to a higher calling when they're in pain or suffering or you know they need help mm -hmm. but i really believe that sure it's nice to have faith it's nice to pray it's nice to offer things up um, it's nice to sit there and meditate over your challenge or whatever it is that you're dealing with but the act of communication probably the one thing that is undervalued by most people underappreciated not aware people are not aware of the impact that being able to be open vulnerable um, and speak your truth can have on your life um, so this is the this is the, the the part of my mission is to help people use their voice is to help people speak up is to help people get confident in speaking their truth because i believe that once you start speaking your truth once you get to that really empowered confident superpowered confident state mm -hmm. that's when you get into alignment with who it is that you truly are otherwise you're living because you're influenced by others you're dimming yourself uh you're not speaking up you're um you're being triggered by people emotionally and you're afraid to let them know that they hurt your feelings right mm -hmm. because you don't have the confidence to speak right you 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 leave it you just you go okay don't worry about it or you go and drink or you take drugs or you know so I think that's the that's the key is communication and it's actually owning up like being honest with yourself mm -hmm. and then using yeah. a mentor coach um, you know an environment where you feel heard and understood um, whether it's a psychologist a counselor a coach a mentor whatever you want to whichever is best for you that you feel but communication in order to heal you have to release that's big. That's big. I think it's scary sharing your story and being vulnerable. And, and that is a space that you've created for people is the opportunity to begin somewhere. Mm. I think that's really powerful. Oh, yeah. There's like, there's people in the dream chasers that are going through some shit. But mm. man, they're rising higher every day because they're around other people who are who are fighting also, mm -hmm. you know, who are not going to give up. And this law of reciprocity, this give and receive uh, energy, is powerful, man. Like yeah, you give love, you receive love. You give love, you're just building each other up. It's like being in a healthy relationship where you know your partner compliments your life your, your partner believes in you your partner supports you your partner wants you to win right and and you give the same back to them like why do you think like for example dean graziosi man big inspiration for mine he talked mm -hmm. about his most successful I, I listened to his episode on lewis house on school of greatness last year i think and he shared that he had his most successful year of his life in in the in his 50, 50th year Mm -hmm. And the main reason why it was so successful was because he found the love of his life. Yeah, I remember that episode. You know, and I'm like, it's true. 
but not only mm-hmm. for that in terms of a relationship, but in terms of having the right environment or being in the right ecosystem, mm-hmm. right? having the right energy around you to lift you up, to, to, to support you, to not criticize you and bring you down, not pull you down, but to, to, to be the wind beneath your wings. Mm-hmm. What else keeps you at a higher vibration besides the, the people that are around you? What sustains that level? I think it's so easy to get back at those lower frequencies, you know, and with different triggers, what keeps you, what keeps you vibrating at that higher level? It's a good question, man. Like it's a, it's actually, I'm trying to think like, yeah, what is it? And I'm like, you know what? It's, it's, uh, it's definitely the why everyone has to have a why, like you have to have a reason as to why you're doing something. And, you know, I know for many people that why could be your children, you know, which I like to challenge because Mm -hmm. I want people to realize that they are valuable and they are important as well. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that it's challenging to raise children because I've got three older sisters and I know what it's like to have kids and to, to be that mother or father, but don't forget about you, you know, and for me personally, my why is my, my why is me. Like the reason why I'm not giving up and I'm continuing to show up, I'm continuing to fight through, you know, the fears, the insecurities, the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome um, is, is because I think of that little version of myself, that insecure version of myself the one that wants to be heard, the one that wanted to be validated, the one that wanted more love, the one that wanted more attention, the one that needed someone to tell him that you're good enough, man. I love you. You're important, you know, um, and to be built up. Mm-hmm. I was missing that as a kid. And so now I show up and every time I show up, I show up for him. You know, I show up for my younger version of myself to to let him know that you know i got your back Mm -hmm. you know and no one's ever going to hurt you again and uh i'm not going to let you down yeah so that's huge that's the that's the motivation yeah wow and i mean even imagining having a conversation if we all pause to have a conversation with the younger version of ourselves man <laughs> the the advice and the difference that is because this journey is just it's not an easy one you know not at all no nah, um, i know what you're doing with your podcast and i've had my podcast for a couple of years now and i think i'm on episode 94 and uh it's not a, it's not it's a lot of work it's not easy, yeah, it's, my work. you know, and you really have to have a drive, a passion. Uh, um, there's something inside of you that keeps you dro- keeps you driven continuously going and showing up. You know, it's not about comparing, but at the same time, I look at people like Lewis House, for example, and mm-hmm. I look at his podcast or even Joe Rogan and I think, wow, how do they have so many people listening to their podcast? Mm-hmm. And they're on episode 1,500 or something. I'm like, yeah, because they never <laughs> gave up. Right? It's that consistency. 
yeah, you got to keep showing up and this is the journey. And that's why Gary V is the number one person to, to, to install this belief, um, not install it, but to make me aware of patience. Yeah, <laughs> man. Sometimes I think that patience has been more challenged in a instant gratification society that we've becoming right because it's that it's the number of followers the number of likes it's it's this you know immediacy that we look for and there's such a lack of patience and i think that's why in this space we see a lot of people come and go because it's just not this overnight experience and uh yeah. that's not it's how amazing. it works yeah i i have to say and i've seen people who i've uh, can being connected with on my social and, you know, doing their best to show up and stuff. And then I see them kind of fall away and it's hard, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's hard to stay consistent. It's hard to show up when, especially when you're using social media, um, and you're not getting the attention, you're not getting the, the likes, the comments, the, um, the the uh the support like what's the point like mm -hmm. i'm posting shit but no one's liking it no one's seeing it like what's the yeah. point like what is it like it is it, that's the breakthrough that you know you have to fight like yep. it's only a, it's it's as hard as hell right now like on instagram shit <laughs> you know but yeah there's always new ways and like reels has definitely made an, a, an impact and people have grown their accounts because they've invested a lot of time into working out how reels work. Mm -hmm. um, and it does make a difference. Uh, I found a way on TikTok to grow an audience and to have a lot of people come from my TikTok to follow me on Instagram. Yeah. So what was that? So I have to ask you that. So what was the start of that? What was the start of TikTok and how did it get so big for you? Um, December to yeah, last year in December, uh, you know, after I, after I came out of a, I don't want to say failed because it wasn't, I mean, it, it was an, it was a investment that I made into my business that was just a lesson. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I invested yep. over a hundred thousand dollars and it didn't work out. And I went through a lot of depression, anxiety, stress, um, drinking, smoking, um, you know, it was hard. And I got to this point where I was like, okay, I got to push this to the side and just know that, okay, this is going to work out, whatever, but I need to take action on TikTok because the TikTok is like the universe. If you ain't willing to put in the work, show up and be consistent, you ain't going to get rewarded. Mm -hmm. So I had this conversation with my friend and I was like, bro, we need to post like, I'm going to post like three, four times a day. Like we have to yeah. do this, stay consistent and just do it. So I started doing that. I started creating content and just posting like three, four times a day, even though it wasn't getting much attention because I was like, one of them's got to pop. One yeah. of them has to go viral eventually. And then he called me, I think like a week later and he's like, bro, get on this song. If you oh dance, God. if you dance to this song, it's going to go <laughs> off. So 
he sent me the song and I did this dance in my kitchen and <laughs> and then about an hour later, probably not even an hour, I checked it and it was on like 14,000 views. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is going mental, right? It was Who the most knew? Dancing <laughs> in your freaking kitchen. Yeah, and, and, and now all these people were following me and I only had like 600 followers at the time. And so I was just like, what the hell is going on? And and then the, the TikTok app even froze because, like, it, it just wouldn't work. And I was like, okay, let's leave it. And then eventually, yeah, I think that video is on 100,000 views now. But that started the, um, like, the awakening process of, okay, there's something here. Let's Let's dance more. Hell yeah. So I started to dance. And so then after a couple of weeks, I was like, okay, well, the dancing's going all right. I'm posting all the time. <laughs> um, let's add something to it. And so I started adding like inspirational words into the video. So while people were watching me, it became a little bit interactive where people actually got to follow a message. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, you give them a call to action at the end by saying, you know, follow me or what do you think to get people to leave comments, right? Because um, that boosts the engagement and, mm -hmm. and it expands your reach. So I started to do that. And then at the end of December on TikTok was when I kind of seized um, my relationship with the person that I was working with um, in the business. And that was a really hard time for me. And so I posted a video sharing what I had just gone through. And after I, after a party on New Year's Day, it was four o'clock in the morning and I opened TikTok and I opened it up to like 500 comments on this video. And I was just like blown away by the love, by the support, by the people commenting saying, you're going to be okay. Because basically wow. I was sharing that, you know, I'm 36, I'm going through depression, I'm single. Like I was writing all the stuff that I was feeling hurt with. Wow. And I just lost $100,000. Um, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with my life, you know? And Damn. And then watching these comments, reading these comments, um, every comment, I know I had a few drinks, so I was a bit emotional. <laughs> but it was four You got really vulnerable. <laughs> four o'clock in the morning and I had a few drinks and I was reading these comments and I was just, every comment that I was reading, I was crying. <laughs> I can only imagine. Because <laughs> I was just like, wow, look at all the love. Oh like, look at all the God. support. And and then that kind of boosted me up again. And because I was on TikTok and because that, that also that um, support kind of just um, made me, I was just on TikTok all the time and I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then eventually I came across this lady called Miss Alonzo. And mm -hmm. she was just this um, Latina woman from Florida, I think. And she was doing this funny stuff, like making these funny videos. <laughs> and I, and I, heard this, I heard this sound and I was like, damn, this is a crack up. So I, <laughs> so I followed that sound and I found this old grandpa from Russia. And he was just doing this dance that looked really funny. And I was like, wow, that's really funny. I'm going to try that. So then I tried this dance and I posted it and 
people really loved it. And I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this. And so then I started doing these funny dances and I was like so enthralled with the attention and the the support and the love and the, the comments by people just posting, oh my God, this is so funny, that I was like, I went to my mom and I said, mom, like, people are going off like <laughs> with this with this character and I was like it's not me it's someone else so I said we have to give him a name <laughs> and so, oh she, so she said something and then she said Hans and I said Hans yeah right so I I got dressed up like I got changed into this new <laughs> out, new outfit and yeah for the next like couple of months I was so motivated to create this content of comedy um and that really really like kind of just got me a lot of attention a lot of followers um but while i was doing that i was going live on tiktok twice a day 1 p.m mm. and 1 a.m for one hour and i was speaking so the people who were following me who thought that i was doing comedy would see me on live and they'd be like who the fuck are you yeah like where's hans the hell? yeah right dude we, we love that guy <laughs> yeah so um so people were quite shocked because they they saw this funny dude but then they saw me they heard me speaking and they yeah. like they couldn't believe like what they're hearing because they're so used to seeing the funny stuff um and and so you know one thing i saw from that was was obviously like i have to share it like uh, to 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 have a a, a viral video um, even I've got a few of them now, but like to have this video where I'm dancing in the garage, my, I get my nephew, my niece to walk in to catch me dancing and to wake up in the morning and my niece comes into my room and she's like, uncle, you know that your video is on 1.1 million? And I was like, oh, really? Wow. I mean, it's on 11 million now, but to just have something like that happen, I was just like, hmm. That's a sign from the universe to say, hey, I know you got fucked over last year. I know you lost a lot of money, but mm -hmm. I got your back. Yep. You know, I know who you are. Right? Yeah. So that kind of exploded my TikTok following. Um, and I've since kind of given Hans a break. He's on holidays and I'm just focusing more on my coaching and my speaking and, and helping people because that's really my passion. Um, mm -hmm. But... You know, I noticed one thing while I was doing the comedy, and that is that a lot of people were saying, I wish I had your confidence. You know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it took me a while to actually narrow down my niche and to narrow down what it is that, or who it is that I actually help. Yeah. Like, because, you know, you can say as a motivational speaker, I was a life coach or whatever, I help. If you've got whatever you're going through, I can help you. Yeah, all of it, everything. But it's, <laughs> but but it's not like there's a deeper there's a deeper there's a deeper um, mission that you have. There's a specific yeah. person that you actually help, and you know it took me a little bit of time to kind of narrow that down to to realize that yeah, I help women between the mm -hmm. ages of thirty five to sixty build superpowered confidence because a lot of women. I mean, I I have so much respect for women because. I have three older sisters. I live with my mom right now as well. Um, and I've watched them evolve into being parents, into uh, being mothers, sisters, 
um, daughters having to have mm. relationships with their partners, going through divorce, having relationships mm. in, with their children. Like I've lived in these experiences with them because I've lived with them. Like for the last 15 years, I had to live with my sisters and watch them parent their kids, raise their kids. Mm. So from all of that, I, I, I came to the conclusion that, yeah, that's, that's what I do. That's who I help. You know, I empower women. Um, but also there's a deeper silver lining there because uh, when I was younger and I was unconscious, I was very egoistic and, again, very masculine and very dominative from a dominating mindset of, you know, ah, oh, I fuck this chick and then go and share with my mates. Um, yep. And, you know, it was like whatever, whatever it takes to get into a girl's pants. Right. So if I have to mm -hmm. tell her that I love her just so that I can sleep with her, then I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. So my purpose there is that I'm teaching women to respect themselves, to see red flags and to pay attention because most unconscious men just want to fuck. Yeah. And so I like to do that. I like to empower the women to respect themselves, love themselves enough to Treat themselves with respect because the way you treat yourself is going to reflect how others treat you. So if you want to be treated with respect, respect yourself. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That's huge. Oh, you're helping so many women, Luke. There's so many people who need that, especially in this time. And people have spent a lot of time in isolation and are looking to be in healthy relationships. And it does start with how you treat yourself. Um, so I do have a couple of questions for me to get a little even deeper into the mind of Luke Mindpower. Um, so I have five questions for you. And the first one is, what three words best describe you? Three words? Mm-hmm. Three words. Power, power, empathy, and positivity. I love that. Amazing. All right. The next question is, what's something about yourself that you're working on improving? What's something about myself that I'm working on improving? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, there is, it's in my, it's in my head. What's something about myself that I'm working on improving? Um, I'm working on improving, I guess we're, I'm always working on improving my confidence, but fuck, you got me on the spot. I really want to answer this really right. What's something that I'm working on improving? my setting healthy boundaries i guess that's something that's mm -hmm. very important yeah being like I'm, i know i speak about it a lot but just to to be able to continue to show up and not feel guilty for doing what's right for you to speak speak up communicate but yeah setting healthy boundaries and being able to let people know yeah what you need. that's yeah. big that's big okay what's a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome Self-limiting belief. 
yeah, that I that I'm not good enough. That I can't achieve that I can't achieve success on my own. Wow. Yeah. Well, clearly you've shattered that belief. <laughs> yeah, we're getting we're getting there every day. Like it's, <laughs> I'm still I'm still growing. I'm still, you know, um, moving forward. Um, but I'm very like I feel like right now I'm at the top of the glass ceiling and I'm about to shatter it. Yeah. So that I can break through. Next level. Mm. There's a devil in the next level, right? That's what you talked oh, about. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. What's one thing that you want to see changed in the world? Definitely parenting to 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 understand the actual to understand the the immense impact of what happens when you don't when your child isn't raised in a supportive empowered environment wow hmm. yeah. yeah that's big Okay. It's my last question. What's one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever been given? There's a lot. But one of them is by Maya Angelou. And she says, uh, I've got my own back. Wow. Like, imagine if we all did that. Yeah. How, how things would be if we actually, if we all really showed up and had our own back. What a confident world. And how we would show up and communicate. That would be pretty amazing. It would be. It, it would, you know. Um, it's just, it's, it's kind of hard to fathom that that's possible because there's so many people in the world, you know, um, mm -hmm. but you can change one person at a time. You can help heal one person at a time. Um, and that has a ripple effect, you know? So, I mean, if you Absolutely. look at Tony Robbins, for example, as a, you know, um, as an influential person, yeah. uh, you know, he, shares that he's feeding like millions of people every year, right? He's mm -hmm. um, changing so many people's lives from all of his conferences and events and date with destiny and all of his unleashed the power with and all that stuff. But still there's so many people hurting. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, look at all the other conferences and other speakers and Brendan Bouchard's and people like that, like, they're making impact, they're helping, they're changing people's lives, but there's still so many people. There's, so, yeah, there's, that's always be the case, right? So this is the this is the truth of going, well, okay, yeah, there's these successful people and they're helping a lot of people, but there's still other people out there that are waiting for you. They're waiting for you to show up. Like there's enough space for you. There's room. Mm -hmm. But it's like 
how much do you want it? Yeah. Well, that, and that's the abundance mentality, right? There's, there's more than enough out there and people who need the gift that you have to give, but you've got to show up to, you know, to, to be the light in those situations. And I mean, you've certainly done that. Um, I would love for you to be able to share um, what programs or events, what kinds of things are in store that you want people to know about? Well, I do have a live coaching channel that I go live on Monday to Friday, which is on the Uspired platform. So it's just www.uspired.com. Um, mm -hmm. And that's uh, something that's really, it's great to, to have people actually signing up to that and just tuning in. You can catch me live if you miss me. Um, then all the videos go up on uh, all the replays get posted up on my channel. So there's heaps of content on there. Um, but it's just sharing like a lot of my coaching strategies and tips and tools and secrets um, of, you know, mindset, transformation, personal development, self love techniques. Um, and it's all about awakening, really, it's all about, you know, your mind and, and your emotional intelligence and stuff like that. But I have that. And then I also have my six week program, which is uh, my superpower mastermind. And again, that's helping you build superpowered confidence in six weeks. Right? That's which, amazing, which is super powerful. It's super transformational. Um, it's a group coaching environment. Uh, and again, the reason why it's uh, group coaching, I don't actually do one on one coaching um, is because of the amount of impact that I can make with a group of people together, because I know what proximity is. And I've had too many experiences of transformation and evolution and awakening because you surround yourself with a pack of lions on the same mission. You surround yourself with gladiators to say, hey, yes, I'm going to show up for me. But not only am I just with Luke, I'm with other people who are saying, yes, I want to change. I want to grow. I want to transform. I want to be better. Right. I want to overcome yeah. my fears. I don't want to live in this kind of lower vibration anymore. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel enough. I want to learn how to love myself enough. I want to wake up in the morning and, and not have to think, you know, that I need someone to tell me that I'm good enough, right? Mm -hmm. Because through relationships, through uh, different, um, you know, experiences that we've been through, uh, we take on a lot of other people's beliefs. And if you've been through a manipulated relationship or domestic violence or, uh, codependency or narcissism or just like a place where you've had people try to dim your light and put you down uh, and it's been a long time, then you believe that shit. And that voice mm -hmm. is like subconsciously in your head saying, you ain't shit, man. You're never going to be nothing. You're not good enough. You're ugly. Yeah. Right. And, and then people believe that. And I mean, I'm seeing it so much especially on Facebook, for example, like I'm in some of these Facebook groups where people's self-esteem and self-confidence is so low because of the relationships that they've just come out of, mm -hmm. you know? So for me to show up and have a program like this is, you know, it's a blessing for me to do this, um, but more so it's very fulfilling to see people happier. Yeah. at the end of the journey, you know, to see yeah. what they're like at the start and to see how they're coming out of it. Um, 
it's amazing, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm honored to be able to do that now uh, and to give give back, you know, because, I mean, you can choose to just keep showing up as a speaker or on social media, but you're limiting yourself. Like you have mm -hmm. a gift, you have something to give and you've got to show up and, and like own your brilliance, like play full out, be you know, mm -hmm. take that uncomfortable action to learn how to do specific things so that you can deliver things in the right way and help people, right? Um, it's always going to be fear at, this, at the at the next level that's going to say, you know, you don't know how to do this, you've never done it before, but it's all action, man. Everything that you want in life is on the other side of action. That's awesome. So would somebody be able to join the Dream Chasers group? if they were listening and felt like that was something that aligned with where they're at and they want that kind of empowerment, how does one do that? You can go on my Facebook profile, mm -hmm. which is Luke Klebovich. I know that that's mm -hmm. my, my uh, real name. Um, and I know that all my other social media platforms are Luke Mindpower. Um, but yeah, you can, you can click on the link in my personal page and it just says there, click, click to join, um, the Facebook group. Just make sure that you answer the questions. Otherwise my team may reject you. <laughs> yeah. You got to meet the criteria people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll make sure. So, um, tell, tell us we can follow you where and how, what's your name on all your socials? At Luke mind power. Perfect. Straight up simple Luke mind power. All one word. Easy. All one word. So we can, I'll put all that information in the show notes so you can follow Luke. I'm telling you between, and, and I really mean that, you know, it's funny because when I, if I don't see something, I'm like, where's Luke? Because it really, I mean, your, your messages are so powerful. You're so raw. You're vulnerable. You speak from your heart. It's very clear that you do that. You, you have fun. And I think, you just showing up and having all those dimensions of you is important because it does it does inspire you know for the person who's sitting there going oh i can never just get up and dance in my kitchen and do that or for the person going like i'm down in the dumps because this relationship just rocked my world and it's i'm starting from ground zero you know when they see somebody like you or can be in a group of people who have done something similar, or have gone through those similar experiences, it, it can be life-changing. So I just wanna thank you for holding that space for so many people who need it. I receive that, I really do. I, I'm, I'm grateful that you acknowledge me in, in that way. It's nice to hear because sometimes we forget to acknowledge ourselves in that way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes yeah. we're so busy in the things that we're doing in our life uh, that we forget how far we've come. We forget how much energy and work and time we've put in. And sometimes it feels like it's a never ending road. Sometimes it feels like it's just taking too long, you know, mm -hmm. and like, hurry up, like freaking hell. Like, when is this, when <laughs> am I going to reach this next level? Like, why is it taking so long? But I've had to step back and just actually get to this point now where I'm like, trust the process Luke this is part of it you, you you're mm -hmm. not getting like for example when I first started my six-week program or doing my coaching I'm like Luke you're not getting these clients yet because you're not supposed to it doesn't come that easy you need to keep mm -hmm. showing up you need to keep fighting you need to keep proving yourself 
Like how much yeah. do you want it? How much do you want to oh, serve? Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. yeah, you have to keep keep showing up and keep pushing through. Right. But I just wanted to um just quickly because you you asked me those three what are the three words that just best describe me? Yeah. And I just thought of one more word. I hope I can add it. Yes, please. Um vulnerability. It's the biggest. I know I said empathy and power and positivity, but and positivity. Vulnerability yeah. to be a male mm-hmm. and to be as vulnerable as I am um, is so powerful. And I know that it's the reason why I connect with so many people is because mm-hmm. of my vulnerability and because yeah. of my willingness to really open my heart and share the truth. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, I have to say that I appreciate that because a lot of times when you come into self-development, right, people are looking for the success. I mean, that's why they, they get into this space, right? They're, they want to know, like, what success is, what it feels like, how you get to the next level. But if you don't share what you've had to overcome and the challenges and the difficulties and the ugly parts, then that would be a disservice. You know, it's, it doesn't, you don't just end up with the right mindset or money or the right people, you know, it's a journey and, uh, and it's not an easy one, you know, and I think that you've done a, a lot in your vulnerability to share, you know, everything from your trauma and the personal challenges that you've, you know, faced that you've had to overcome and, and the honesty of saying what you're still working on, because it's a work in progress all the time. There isn't a, you know, this moment where you wake up and all of a sudden you just have nothing to work on anymore. No, it's, you know, every day is a day to grow, to take action, to heal. And I really believe that you'll never heal fully. You know, um, I used to believe that when you heal fully, then you're okay to get into a new relationship or then, you know, you'll attract the right partner. But mm-hmm. um, I was inspired recently by Jung Pablo, the writer on Instagram. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um he posted a really amazing um, quote, or well, not a quote, it's actually from his book. Yeah, Jung Pueblo. And when I read it, I was like, oh, wow, that's, you know, that is exactly what I'm talking about. And he talked about um, healing and relationships. And I'm just trying to find it. Where is it? It's, it's so true that it's not about healing. It's about meeting someone who's willing to heal with you, right? Heal together and support each other and grow together. So um, when I read that, I was like, yeah, wow, that's exactly right. It's not about completely healing. You're never going to completely heal. You're, you're always going to be on this journey Um like of continuous growth and continuous unlearning. So you need to find someone who connects with you in that way so you can support each other's healing, Mm -hmm. right? 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just a different mindset. And again, this is just learning and seeing what fits for you, what works for you, what feels right for you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's an ongoing process. Absolutely. That's absolutely for sure. Absolutely. It is. Um, well, I just want to thank you, Luke, for your time. I know that you've got <laughs> the craziest schedule to manage and so much to do. So you just, you know, cutting out some time for us to have this conversation that's so raw and authentic and real. It just means a lot. And in a busy world where um, I think we're all just trying to do our best and be the best version of ourselves. I've so inspired by you. So thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you. Well, yeah, Des, I appreciate you too. And I'm really proud of your work and, uh, you know, you're taking action, you know, you're creating, like you're not here to compete, you're here to create, like throw away mm -hmm. this whole thing about competing with other people and trying to be better than other people or trying to copy other people or, um, you know, compare yourself to other people. You're here to be yourself. You're here to be proud of who you are and and own it fully and and show up and create and that's what you're doing mm -hmm. with this podcast as well so you know i'm gonna um keep you accountable so that i make yeah. sure that i see you in 12 months time and you're still doing born unbreakable podcast <laughs> because hell yeah i know how easy <laughs> i know how easy it is to after six months or after eight months kind of like even for me, it's easy for me to slow down and go, oh, shit, I need to record another podcast. I don't have time. I'm doing this. I'm doing that, you know. Um, yeah. So keep keep going. And I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate, uh, you know, your support and your encouragement. Uh, and uh, it really, really means more than you know. And I, I hope to, you know, I know that this kind of work, you know, you want to see yourself on a TV show. You want to see yourself yeah. like on a panel somewhere in a radio station or uh, whatever it is, you know, you got the gift. I, I hear it in you, you know, so um, congratulations. Keep going. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm going to stay accountable to you. And in a year we're, you know, obviously we talk a lot, but um, definitely we'll, we'll see what's going on and, You'll be on my show or I'll be on your show or we'll be doing something awesome. So Absolutely. that I can guarantee because we're definitely mission-driven messengers. So we're, we're here to stay. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Luke. I am so grateful for the opportunity to have Luke on the show. He is so real and so raw with sharing his story and his journey to transformation and we were talking a little bit after the interview and he was actually able to find that quote that he mentioned from young pueblo and this is what the quote says throw away the idea that you have to be fully healed to be in a loving relationship with a great partner we normally come together with many unresolved issues because healing simply takes time the couples who shine with harmony are the ones who commit to healing and growing together. Wow, that's really powerful. I appreciate the process and I love the message that I'm, rem I'm reminded of and hopefully you're reminded of, of having patience with yourself 
in this journey of life and growth and self-development. It's not easy. We trip, we fall, we can easily fall back into our old stories, old habits, old behaviors, past versions of ourselves. But when you're on the journey to be the best or the better version of you, you remember your why, like Luke talked about. You surround yourself with like-minded people that are there to uplift you and motivate, encourage, and inspire you. And you have that courage and that confidence by being vulnerable and speaking up and believing in the person that you know you're meant to be. I hope you were inspired from today's episode with Luke Mindpower. Follow him. He's hilarious. I can understand why uh, his dance videos have gone viral. Uh, But really, for the inspiration, definitely you won't regret following him on all his social media accounts, which, like I mentioned, will be in the show notes. Don't forget to tune in next time to another episode of the Born Unbreakable podcast, where this is the place that we crush our self-limiting beliefs and be unapologetically the people we are meant to be. So with that, don't forget that you are your only limit. So take action today and I will see you or talk to you if you're listening and not watching this on YouTube. You'll hear me on the next episode, but I look forward to it and I will catch you next time.